4.15 Tuesday afternoon. So you just heard R.I.P. Rest in peace. Again, rest in peace does not refer to people who have passed. People who have gone to the other side. Ask yourself this question. What's it like? What's it like? Did you ever ask yourself the question, what's it like being on the other side? Is there any type of chaos? Is there a war going on? Is there any fighting? Do people get along with each other? I want to know. We've heard of stories where I've actually have read stories and have heard from people saying that, oh, I've died for two minutes and I went to see this white light and at the white light there was the pearly gates and my loved ones were standing there by the pearly gates welcoming me. I do have one story that actually did happen when I was under the first time when I was with my cancer and I went through my mastectomy when I was under surgery. I did go up to the light. I went up to the pearly gates and guess who was waiting there? My father. I said to my father, I can't. I can't continue on with cancer. It's killing me inside. He goes, no, no. You are to go back because you promised me you would take care of your mother. You can't break your promise to me. Remember when I told you before I passed on that your mother's going to be alone and you, her youngest daughter, has to stand up and take care of her. You have to do that very important because right now it's just the two of you if you decide to give up and you leave her what's going to happen ask yourself that question do you think it's fair that if you take yourself out of that out of your world at that point you think your mother will be able to go on no she'll stop living She won't continue on with life. And what is that going to do to the rest of the family? Well, they're going to be hurt by it. They're not only going to bury one, they're going to bury two members of the family. Do you think that's fair? Do you want them to go through that type of sadness? No, you don't. And I do not want to hear that you're giving up. And I said to my father, but you gave up. Because the pain for me was too much. That's what my father said to me. He could not handle cancer. Nobody can. But back in the day when he had it, there wasn't much of an option. There wasn't much of an option at all. He went through chemotherapy, two rounds of chemotherapy. He couldn't take the pain. It was too much for him. He gave up. He was released from his pain. God saw that he was suffering and took him. But with me, because 
at the time I was in my mid-30s, I was 35, I still had a lot of life left in me. What would my mother have done if I would have given up? You know what's going to happen? I'll tell you what's going to happen. And I know my mother. She would have stopped living if I had gone. She could not go on with life. Even the fact that she had two daughters and her grandchildren. She said to me many times, I don't want anything to happen to you. Don't you ever put thoughts in your head of that kind. It's sinful. It's sinful to think, hey, there's nothing going on for me in this world. I might as well leave. No. She said to me, you still have a purpose in this life. You're not seeing it. You know, right now, as I'm talking to all of you, I am depressed. I'm depressed. Why? Because I'm reflecting on where my life is going. I have not yet accomplished what I've wanted to accomplish and what I'm afraid of. What if I cannot accomplish it? What if something happens between now and when I want to go there and make a difference? Something happens to me. All of you have to think about that for a second. Do you ever say to yourself, I have plenty of time in this world, but you don't. Time is limited. And I've always heard this from people in the past. They have preached to me saying, I could have done this, I should have done that, but I didn't. Why? What was the reasoning? When you start making excuses every single time, you are not going to get to where you want to be. You're not going to climb up that corporate ladder, as they say. You're not going to get up to the top if you keep making excuses. The more excuses you make, the harder it will be to get anywhere in life. To get anywhere in life, especially up to the top. I'm still struggling right now. Yes, I do have a job, but you want to know something? I want more in life. I work five days a week, come home to an empty home, right? Back in the day when I was still working, my mother was there. She would call me up as I was coming on my way home, and then I would tell her, okay, I'm sitting in traffic. What time do you think I should put dinner on? Uh, well, let me get closer, and I will call you. And then she could determine when to make dinner, have it ready by the time I come in. We would sit down, have a nice dinner together, talk about whatever, whether it was on the news or how my day was. It was a routine, and I missed it. I miss hearing her voice on the phone. I miss talking with her. You take that for granted now. People you have in your life, make time for them. Find a way, find a way to make time for them. Again, you don't know what's going to happen around the corner. I always think about these things. What happens if I'm traveling along? Before I even make it to my destination, I get into a car accident. It happens. You can be the most careful driver. You can be the most careful driver and somebody out of the blue rear ends you or worse, get into a severe car accident. Your life is flashing before your eyes. Now you say to yourself, what have I done? 
What accomplishments have I have I made? What the only thing I and again I cannot use this every single time is I've survived cancer, 17 years. But a lot of people think that's a great thing that you survived. They say, hey, look, you're alive and well. You're alive and well. You're alive, you're well. You're here to talk about your life story. It's not enough, though. See, for me, I'm just trying to figure out who I am. Where do I fit into this world? Do I fit into this part of the world? Or can I, can I go someplace else and be accepted? I asked myself that question. Now, my mother had said to me, you can be whatever you want to be. You can go wherever you want to go. The only person who can make that decision is yourself. If you choose that you want to leave, you do it. If you want to build your life, and even if you build it with someone, wherever you both of you decide to live, it's on both of you. You're not making the decision by yourself, but I do want you to be happy. My mother never saw me happy ever. If there was ever a time in my life that she saw me, I was always in tears. She saw how hurt I had become from the people that lied to me, that manipulated me, that betrayed me. She said, I want to see you go out. I want to see you go out. I want you to have a good time. I said, where am I going to go, Mom? I have no friends. I have nobody to talk to. I mean, the people that I had associated with in the past, look what they did to me. They hurt me very badly. And I'm trying to understand why they did that. Did I do something? Was it me? Because I always, I always put the blame whenever something went wrong with a friendship. It must have been me. They must have not have wanted to be around me. I must not be, quote, a good luck charm. People in my life are gone. And I'm left to stand in this world. It's a struggle. I don't let members of the family know how I feel because they just don't understand me. They don't understand what I've been through. There are a lot of things I never told my family because I see no reason to get them involved. I see no reason to burden them with how I feel. Now they're gonna say, we're not, we're a family. We're supposed to stick together. You know, blood is thicker than water. Maybe it is, but I don't wanna burden anybody with what I'm going through. I've already done that enough in the past and I don't wanna do it again. I want my family to see that I could be a woman that could stand on her own two feet, that could be strong and independent. It doesn't have to rely on anyone to get by. But my mother said to me, you can't do this by yourself. It's okay to fall back. And it's okay. It's okay to ask for assistance. I said, Mom, you're not here. I'm ashamed to ask anybody for any type of help. That's just me. I don't know how to look at someone and say, hey, look, I need help. Now, my mother kept drilling this in my head. She said, in time, in time, you will, when you've helped everybody out with what they needed help with, they will turn around and they will help you. And the one thing I want you to do for me, when they do that for you, is take the help. Don't be ashamed. Be proud. 
There is no shame. Do you know that everybody in this world, in this world, is struggling with something? Not everybody is happy. If everybody was happy, there wouldn't have any problems. There wouldn't be any war. We would all get along with each other. Unfortunately, we do not live in a perfect world. This isn't a perfect world. This is a world that's falling apart at the seams. There's so much crisis and chaos. There's so much going on in this world. Yet, as human beings, as human beings, we are resilient. In other words, we can stand up to even the toughest of crises, to any type of grief, any type of despair. If you look at a family that's trying to make ends meet, they're not giving up. Why? Because you're thinking about your children. If you have children, you have to think about them. You have to put their needs first. You have to say to yourself, "I have to do it for my children. I have to give them a much better life than what I had." But you can also tell them the story of your life, of how you grew up. Let them understand what it was like. Let them have an understanding, so that again. Don't be ashamed to tell your children this is how I grew up. Let them know because they're going to ask you questions, and you can't sit there and make up a false story. You can't do that. You have to be honest, right? Children pick up when a grown-up is lying, and you don't want them to feel like, you know, well, my parents grew up in this time, and they had very little to next to nothing. Now again, I told you about my parents and my and their situation. They were in poverty. But they got through it. If you ask yourself, can you go back to a time and try to try to see what it was like to live like that? Now there are people that have lived like that, and you think if you compare your childhood with their childhood, too different. But you shouldn't be ashamed of your of of how you grew up. No, there is no shame in that. You grew up. You're here. You're now. You're talking about it. You're reflecting on it. You say to yourself, "I have no shame." That if I could go back and look at my parents when they were children, they had very little to next to nothing. They had nothing. But you know what kept them together? Each other. They got through the most difficult time because they had each other. Now, if they fell apart and they decided they were going to give up, that would have been a different story. We wouldn't be here. My parents hadn't met with each other, hadn't gotten married, then we wouldn't be in the picture, and it would have been a whole different story altogether. Think about the time my mother was sick. I mean, she told me she was a baby. She had whooping cough. Now, at the time, medicine was very scarce. How did they survive? She got through it. Her mother took the very best care of her and treated her to the best of her ability. She got better from, but she almost died as a baby having that, because at the time there were no vaccines for whooping cough and for any other childhood diseases back in the day. If you see now, children get vaccinated and immunization before they go to school. We had to do that. I never got any of the child diseases that other people have gotten. I've never gotten the measles. I've never gotten the mumps, rubella. I've never gotten any of that. You know what I did have though, and it happened in my mid twenties. 
chicken pox. I had chicken pox. I got it from my nephew. He gave it to me when he was about, maybe about six or seven. He had chicken pox and he gave it to me. I was in my mid-20s, 25 to be exact, when I got chicken pox from my nephew. Because that was one of the few childhood diseases that I had, had no record of being vaccinated from. All the other ones, yes. I survived it. But when you have it at 25, it's not pleasant. I can tell you that much. <laughs> but I got through it. The thing that I want to also make all of you understand, you have to find the time to tell the people in your life that you love them. Constantly tell them why. Again, let's put the scenario in play. What happens? What happens? For instance, I don't want to be morbid, but life happens. Things happen. People happen. Situations, crisis, tragedy. All right? Say to yourself, what happens if you didn't have the chance to say I love you to that special someone and then many hours later you find out they were in a very bad car accident hanging on for dear life. Then when you get down to the hospital, you think, well, I had that chance still. But when you get there, the doctor says, I'm sorry, there's nothing we could do. We lost them. Now think about that for a second. Now I said, I don't want to be morbid, but think about it. What is the, when I told you about the phrase, here today, gone tomorrow, that's not just a phrase, it's a fact. Here today, gone tomorrow. In other words, we're all going to go. We just don't know when. But if we take ourselves out of our own life too soon, it's the greatest sin. And my mother had said to me, I do not want to ever hear you say to me that you're going to do that. She sees how I'm struggling from up above. She sees how I'm struggling down below. I said, Mom, I come home to this house. It's empty. There's silence in this home. There's no laughter. There's no happiness. There's nothing. It's like literally living in a tomb. I'm sorry to say it. That is falling apart from the inside out. And again, I am only one person. I can't wrap my head on how I'm going to fix this house. Now, part of me doesn't want to fix it. Another part of me is like, well, if I'm going to stay here for a while, I have to do something. Fix the inside, fix the outside. Then you say to yourself, how are you going to do that? Well, it's called money. There's another thing I want to talk, touch base on about money. I think it's very important for all of you to hear this. Money is good, and it's good to have a future with money. But, as I mentioned from the last podcast, if you meet somebody in your lifetime, let's say, what do you love about the person that you meet with? What is it the one thing that draws you to them? And don't tell me they have money. No. You can love someone who doesn't have as much as you have, but you have a lot of other things in common. If, you, if Let's compare both of our childhoods. If I say, 
to to you. Let's compare my childhood versus yours. I can honestly say, and with pride, I didn't have much of anything growing up. I didn't ask for anything. And whatever I was given by my parents, I took it. Because that's all that they could afford. I never came down on them and say, oh, mom and dad, I want this. Why can't you be like other I see kids do that, and I think it's very shameful. Your parents went all out of your way to get you something nice, and this is the thanks you give them? Do you understand? Struggling is difficult. Now, parents have to make the best for their, for their children's lives, and they do. They work hard, even if they have to take one, two, three jobs at the most. But I would think that too much work is not good either because it's not good for your health to be constantly working. You need a break. You need to have a life of your own. Ask yourself this question. What is important to you? I want to spend time with my loved one. Let's not procrastinate. Let's set up a time and a day where we could do this face to face. Get together, spend time, because you just don't know what's going to happen around the corner. And if you keep making excuses, something will happen. I'm sorry to be morbid, but that is a fact. There was one instance in my past with a friend of mine I grew up with. I would always make excuses to not go and see her. I don't know why. I had no idea why I did that. But years later, I found out that she um, had passed. I don't know what she passed from, but I remember the times that we grew up together. We were two good friends and then she moved she actually moved and then I never spoke with her again I never was able to find her I never spoke with her and I kept making excuses and I thought wow if she was here I would apologize I would do anything to just kind of like have to spend that quality time with her with her again and and to to say I'm sorry I'm sorry that's exactly what I would say I am sorry for not coming to spend time with you. I am sorry for not visiting you. I am sorry. It hurt me. Even in my own life, I've lost so many people. I've never had the opportunity. If I've gotten attached to people in my life, and look what happens. They leave. Whether they die from a natural death, or they get sick, or they're they got into some type of an accident and never saw them again. What was the last time you spent with them? What was the last words and phrase? Did you have an argument, argument with them? Because if you did, that's what they remember, what you said to them last. So be careful how you treat people in life. Be careful how you are towards others. Life is very precious at this point, you know. And again, very limited time in this world. Right now I'm restless, and a part of me wants to just go out and do something to make a difference, but I don't know where to start. Yes, I have a job, and I work, what, five days out of the week, and then two days, I'm alone. Now, two days, I'm alone, and I don't know. I'm alone every single day. I'm even alone when I'm working. When I'm working, 
yeah, you can work closely with someone and you're in training and then you're on your own, but then it's basically, I'm on my own. Everybody has, you know, that closeness because they've known each other for so many years and you're like the new, the new person, you know? Once you get comfortable, then it's a different story. But even so, every job that I've ever had, I can never ever get that close with anybody. So anyway, I'm just, I don't know, pondering on life with the choices that we make. You know, people don't have enough time in this world. Make time. Tell the people in your life that's closest to you. Love them. Tell them you want to spend time with them. Don't procrastinate. Don't make excuses. Just go out there and make it happen. You know, there are times when we all feel guilty when we say we're never going to get together with our loved ones or we're never going to get together, you know, with the people that are close and alive that we grew up with or with people we haven't seen in a long time. And then something happens and you wonder, why didn't I? I could have done this and I didn't. And look what happened. Now I'm never going to see them again. And the only place you are going to see them is when you go pay your respects because they're not going to know. The one thing I also want you to know is, again, praise people in life. Don't wait till after they're gone to say a eulogy, to make a speech. I think it's shameful that a lot of people that are alive get overlooked. I'm sorry to say it. And I've mentioned this in the past. A lot of people turn out at funerals than they do at any other celebration. So you can't make an excuse. When someone passes away, you have to go there and pay your respects, right? I've been to so many funerals that, again, I'm immune to it. And every time it gets harder and harder, but when it's your loved one, it's even more difficult. When my mother passed, I did not want to stay on this earth. But I heard her voice in my head. She said to me, no, you are going to stay on this earth and you're going to continue on with your life. You're going to continue making great strides. You're going to do something that's going to please me. But I can look up to you from up above and say, hey, look, you made a difference in your life. You made a difference in your life. You've accomplished, you've succeeded, you have the happiness that you deserve. You've done everything in your life possible. And you will continue to do that in your lifetime. Stop making excuses. Stop making excuses because the more excuses you make, the more you're not going to get ahead in this world. You will get recognized, you will get noticed. See, sometimes right now I feel invisible in this world. I feel like all the people around me are doing well. They're getting noticed, they're getting that attention. What am I getting? I'm just watching from the outside in. And I'm seeing what everyone has. And yes, am I envious? You bet, I am envious. I will be honest with you. I can't hide that emotion. I just wish that I had a little bit of that fame, a little bit of that glory. Not too much, but I want to get recognized for the things that I do in my lifetime, the things that I, that I want to do that will be recognized and will leave a legacy behind saying, did you know this beautiful woman? Yes, I did know her. She was a beautiful, compassionate soul, but she had her heart broken many times. People did things to her. One of my friends, ex-friends said this to me. 
She goes, I saw the pain that you were going through when you were living with one of your exes, and I didn't like how he treated you. I would talk with you on the phone, and I would hear the names he would call you. That's not love. It's not love. You're right. I stayed with the man who couldn't care less if I lived or died. He wanted me more dead than alive, even after I recovered from my illness. He didn't like me around him. He called me every name he could possibly think of and hurt me emotionally. He broke my soul. But my mother said to me, he can't break your heart. Even though your heart's been broken many times, slowly healing. Why? Because now you told me you have someone who loves you. So look forward to him and you having a life together. I still want to see you married. I want to see you grow with him. I want to see you do things together. I want to see the both of you because you both deserve that happiness. And if you tell me you don't, you're lying to yourself. You had said to me, Mom, am I ever going to find someone? Yes, you are. And that man, again, will be connected by God. God will connect the both of you. And he has done that. He has brought the both of you together. Do you know how long the both of you have waited for that? You had said to me, Mom, this is the man that I want to be with. This is the man I want in my life. This is the man who I want to make my future with. And I say yes. But Mother gave me permission. Her permission, her blessing. But I want her to see from up above the happiness and the joy. It's just me. I'm impatient right now. Because I feel like this whole world is chaotic. It's not calm. It's not peaceful. And I also want this happiness sooner because I'm always afraid, what if something happens? And I want to be negative, I don't. But you never know. That's why they say you have to make time. You have to be with the people that make you happy. You have to tell the people in your life that you love them every single day if you can. Even if you can't say it, even if they can't hear your voice, a text message. Or, you know, something that will make them happy. You know, if you have friends in your lifetime, that's good too. Of course, I don't have any friends at all. So I'm used to it. It's just the loneliness is killing me from the inside. Being in this house is slowly taking my life. And I feel like, when is this gonna, when is the silence gonna stop? I can hear it in my voice. I can hear it in my head. I can hear it ringing in my ears, silence. You know, I have a kitty cat. I love him very much. And again, he's up there in age. His birthday's going to be at the end of this week. And I'm hoping he'll be around for a long time. He's the only thing that's making me sane right now. Right now, I am not sane. Right now, I am just all over the place. Because again, coming home to an empty house is very... very deafening. There's just no sound. It's peace. But it's like a a quiet peace. Too much of a quiet peace. 
I miss my mother. I miss her laughter, her conversation, just things about her I miss. I wish I can get her back. My father, my father's been gone for so long, but I miss him. I miss his presence. He was always doing something, whether down in the garage or if he was outside in the backyard or in the front yard. He was always somewhere that you can go to him and find him. I used to go for walks with him. He used to take me all over. I miss all of that. But now I'm about myself and I really don't know what to do with myself. And I say to myself, when the weekend comes, I have to make do. What am I going to do to get that attention, to get noticed? to be recognized for something, to, to make a difference, to help other people with their crisis. But again, I don't want anybody to think that I am going anywhere. So some of my thoughts and emotions take, take over sometimes, and it's hard. I'm just trying to find who I am, and I do want to do a soul search of who I am. Uh, down the line, I want to do a, a um, I want to go in to look into my family tree. Maybe there's somebody that I'm related to that I don't know about. You know, that's exciting to know. Where do you come from? And who are your relatives? You know, maybe you have more relatives than you think. Maybe you have some type of royalty. Or maybe you come from a long line of kings and queens or, or princes or whatever. It would be nice to know. But I also want to know more about my mother's father. What kind of a man was he? Because again, what he did to them was unforgivable. But again, my mother loved her father regardless of what he did. And I'm still trying to understand that. I want to know all about him. And I also want to know about my father's father with the last name. The last name that I have doesn't exist. It wasn't even the name that was given. It was, it was another name. Was there a secret behind that? Was there a story behind that? I want to know. I think down the line I'm going to do that. I'm going to find out what what it's all about. You never know who you may come up with. You never know who you might run into. You never know. You never know what kind of people you may have in your family. Who knows? I might have somebody from another country that I'm family with. It's like a soul search into your family tree. So I'm going to let all of you go now because I'm starting to get tired. But I just want to say... Make time for the people in your life. Time. Time in a bottle. Think of, the, think of time as an hourglass. When you turn it over, that's how much time you have left. Make the most of it. Tell the people you love in your life you love them. Just all the time. Even if you can't say it to them face to face, or you can't call them, send them a text message, whatever it takes, Tell them that you love them. Again, it matters. It really matters because, again, we're all here on this earth. For the, the time that we are, we have to make the best of it, right? We have to get our happiness and grab it before it's too late. I like to think that I'm going to be around for a long time. But, again, who knows? Again, here today, gone tomorrow. It's, it's a fact. So remember that. God bless all of you. Take care. Have a wonderful week. Take time to spend with your loved ones. Take time to say I love you. Take time. That's all I'm going to say is take time. God bless all of you. Take care.